The Sisters Grimm podcast is intended for mature audiences only. Please, listen at your own discretion. Tiptoe through the window. The blackest eyes. The devil's eyes. If it doesn't fit, you must acquit. The most notorious serial killer in the nation. The Night Stalker. The Boston Strangler. The Son of Sam. The infamous Zodiac Killer. What's your favorite scary movie? To the Sisters Grim Podcast. <laughs> that was beautiful. Thank I loved you. it. Uh, coming at you, the Sisters Grim Podcast, episode 34. And I am Morgan Freeberg. Next to me is. Uh, it's your girl, Holly Freeberg. It's Holly. And uh, this is our Wisconsin Murderers episode, you guys. Really? I can't do a Wisconsin We hope accent. you guys really like it. It's fi- Yours is fine. It just turns into a little Minnesota. It gets really Minnesota because I've seen... It's because your touchstone is the movie get, uh, Drop Dead Gorgeous. It is. <laughs> and mine is one of my childhood friend's moms. True. <laughs> Um, but before we get into that, I wanted to tell you the other day, so I've been watching a lot of, like, weird, like, horror and, like, murder documentaries before bed lately, like, right before I fall asleep. That's and then I go maybe to bed the at, like, worst thing to do. a.m. every night, and I've been having really you go to weird bed dreams. at the witches, at the devil's hour, we yeah, learned last week. Pretty much. You go to bed at devil's birthday. <laughs> every night. Almost. Every night. And so, I've been having, I had... Not last night, but the night before, a dream that I was hooking up with John Wayne Gacy. No. Yeah. You weren't his type. I know. That's what I was thinking, too. But, like, we had a connection in my dream. So, in your dream, was he, like, John Wayne the serial killer? Or was he just, like... Just, like, a guy you met, like... He was, like, a guy I met, but, like, I knew who he was. Were it was you... weird. Wait, so, okay... We were just hanging out. I don't know. There's a lot to break down here. There's a lot to unpack. Like, it's, okay, th- let's d- not get too deep okay. into it. But but I were you in the seventies or was he in now times? He was in now times, and but, he had like more hair, and it was like browner. But did he age, or was he? He his, was like younger. He was, him but he was still like old and like, you know. <laughs> okay, you're the way you are talking. Like the people at home can't see, but Morgan is like. Stroke, like twirling her I'm hair, itching my back. Did you? Was it a sexy dream? I mean, we were like kissing, but like it was it. Was no, he it in, wasn't like a porn. Was dream. he like? But he didn't try to murder you. Mm-mm. He didn't did, try to murder nobody. Did he show you his basement of boys? No. It seems like maybe it was before all that. It was before <laughs> all of that. Well, he technically. But it was in well, the future. It was weird. It was weird. weird. I don't think we should dissect it. I don't think we should. I just wanted to, like, tell you about it. I don't think we should get into it too deeply, but I am going to, at some point when we go on a break, Google what does it mean to have a dream about a serial killer while you're fucking a serial killer. No, 
I mean, maybe it was because of this podcast, dude. Well, the nature it's of shit we of talk stuff. about. It's a lot of things. Stuff we talk about, stuff we're constantly reading about, and then watching movies yeah. that are weird. Well, yeah, no, when I was, um, I had I had Ted Bundy and Jeffrey Dahmer dreams. Oh, yeah. Oh, I just got to chill when I well, said Well, it makes those. me feel like we should do our John Wayne Gacy episode soon. I know. I think because we should, also, too, because he's a closey close. So yesterday, the night or the day after I had that fucking dream, I go to work and I was telling my friend that. And he was like, dude, he was like, I was just on fucking Snapchat. And one of my friends posted this picture of her aunt with fucking John Wayne Gacy. Oh, yeah. And he sent me the picture. And so I obviously immediately texted it to fucking you. Right. And it's like, it's old school. It looks like a picture you would like, if you like Google John Wayne Gacy. I will post it. We won't post like the kids in it, but we'll post his like head in it. Yeah. I know Photoshop. Like, we'll like Photoshop. It'll be like crazy. Photoshop his head. That little kid's head. Yeah, that's some synchronicity shit, dude. Super synchronicity. Super synchronicity. Uh, our weekly shout out to Carl Young. The synchronicity guy? The synchronicity man. Cool. Yeah. An unusual connecting of principles. Um, so yeah, we're going to do some uh, Wisconsin murders for you guys. So we've obviously already talked about Jeffy Doms, like been there, done that sort of thing. Um, it was a three-parter that the last one... We I was dying there at the end. Yeah, same. It's hard. That episode stuff. ended at like three. It's hard. It's and hard. it was like the most. It's such that's so sad. It's just really not that up everyone stuff. is happy, but you know what I mean. Um, I know what you mean. You like know what I mean. Do you want to start with your first murder? I will start with my first murder. Well, they might is irrelevant. So let's just say you know it's does. So my first murder is John McCaffrey, the only person to ever be executed in Wisconsin. Okay, I was going to ask you if any of yours, because obviously they haven't had the death penalty for a while. Uh, it's and been so neither a, of my murders could it's be been a while. Yeah, they literally had it, and they didn't have it before him. He was the really? first and only. Yeah. So I got a lot of this information from the Wisconsin Magazine that was published in 1950 um, in the newly incorporated town of Kenosha, Wisconsin, mm-hmm. on July 23rd, 1850. So the article was published a year, a hundred years after... The thing had happened. You mean so before? Before it did, yeah. No, it came out in the future. So <laughs> it's July 23rd, 1850. Cows are everywhere. Everywhere. It is a farm. It's beautiful. There's, There's probably green a pig pastures or two. everywhere. You don't feel like you are getting stoned every time you breathe the air because, you know, toxic. That's not warming. everywhere. We're in Chicago. That's why it's so true bad. True story, here. true story. So it's around midnight. An Irish immigrant and farmer, John McCaffrey, murdered his wife, Bridget. Some neighbors were awakened by the screams of Bridget crying, Oh, John, spare me. Oh, save me, John. Well, her cries were so alarming that neighbors who heard them immediately rushed over to the McCaffrey house, which is so different now because I feel like we hear about people like they see horrible things yeah, happen and, and they just and nothing happens and they don't or do like anything. people hear screaming and they don't go and they just because they assume someone else is going to take care yeah. of it. No, bunches of people ran over to fucking the McCaffreys and on the property there was like a big water cistern. I this was very confusing. They kept calling it a hogshead, which just made me keep thinking of Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. And when I looked up hogshead, it's like what holds like beer and wine. 
but this made me think of I thought it was like a trough. They kept calling it a cistern, a hogshead, and I was just like, okay, so whatever. So it's just like a barrel, and it had about 20 inches of, 20 to like 30 inches of water in it. Um, So the first people to arrive at the property said that they saw John emerge from the cistern, and he was wet and muddy and running towards the back of the house. Someone flat out was like, hey, John, did you put your wife in that fucking cistern? And Judd said that somebody was in it. And so, but he didn't know if it was her. People were really fucking stupid in the 1850s. Well, yeah. He took the witnesses to the cistern and said there wasn't anything in it but a shirt because he was like, oh, someone was in it, I guess. I don't know what happened. Um, And then one witness reached into the water, something John clearly probably wasn't expecting anyone to do. And they pulled up dead Bridget, who was completely pressed down to the bottom and when her body rose, it was still warm, and she was 100% dead. Wow. So he had just killed her. Yeah, and people wow. said that they had heard splashing and screaming. So he drowned her, probably. No, yeah, he 100% yeah. drowned her in that cistern, Hogshead. Um, w- the witnesses at the scene testified at the trial, which sealed John's fate. Also, not that I want you to get away with murder, but maybe don't show people where you murdered your wife. Yeah. Um, his trial began May 6th, 1851, and by May 23rd, 1851, the jury returned a verdict of guilty of willful murder, a.k.a. first-degree murder. And that is a very short period of time, but they literally, they did, they did, what evidence did they need? They had him right next, like, back then it was like, if you, if you were there, you got caught, and if you weren't, you didn't get caught. Right. They didn't have anything to go off of other than, like, witnesses. John seemed unfazed by everything. This uh, courtroom he was in was packed with spectators because people were so fucking mad at him because he killed his wife. Right. And he was sentenced to death by hanging. And he was just, like, blank-faced, like, didn't say anything. He thought he would be able to get a new trial, but the request was overruled, and the judge pronounced that he was sentenced to death, and John returned to the county jail to await a governor, a warrant. You get a warrant, like, for your execution. Yeah. Well, it's, like, the worst crazy. paperwork to get. It's way better than the Imagine having notice. to fill out your execution paperwork. <laughs> I mean, obviously you're a piece of shit, but, like, that still is just a very surreal thing to think well, about. Well, it's fucked up to think about, like, the people who had to do it, like, in the Salem Witch Trials, if they even went through those kinds of they had, like, measures p- then. Well, but... they had papyrus and quills. Yeah. Sign here. Sign here. They had papyrus font and used quills. Um, The judge asked John what he had to say about his sentencing, and he remained silent. And then the judge said, I'm about to perform by far the most painful act of my entire judicial life. While in prison, like a lot of murderers, he found Jesus uh, and claimed that the spirit of Bridget was visiting him and telling him that she was sorry she was sorry or that she she forgave him uh, i'm sorry she yeah, no, she she's was, like i'm sorry I tr- you killed me i tripped <laughs> my bad damn she's like my b no um, my bizzle. on the early morning of august 21st 1851 over 3000 people went to witness the hanging of john mccaffrey it's about 13 miles outside of kenosha my carriage picked him up at the jail and took him to the location of his execution he was escorted by uh, I wrote ex- esc- 
Wait, is how do you spell escorted? Escorted. I pronounced it weird. It's like super escorted. Yeah, like, you said escorted, but it's escorted. But it's whatever. I, it's whatever. I I felt it. I was really there for it. I was in the moment feeling it. Any whoozle. So this dude's about to get hung, hanged. I always hanged. feel weird saying hang. He was escorted by officers, and he was with uh, because Catholic you can't be hung because you're men. dead. I, oh, you can't be past fuck. tense if you're dead. That just blew my mind. <laughs> Thanks, Morgan. You just really cleared that up for me. So the sheriff read the warrant of execution, and then he asked if John had anything to say, and John addressed the audience and said in a very low voice, I was the cause of death of my wife, and I hope my fate will be a warning to you all. I forgive all my enemies, and I forgive all of the witnesses against me. John shook hands with the sheriff. Uh, The sheriff placed the noose around his neck. A cap was placed over his head, Mm -hmm. and at precisely 1 p.m., the sheriff stepped on a spring, and John was hoisted into the air, which is not how you hang someone. You just, like, lose the bucket under their foot. Yeah, you go, and even that can be calibrated wrong, and people heads it's, come off. It has to be that you break their neck. Exactly. You have to give them like an internal decapitation. Yeah. So, because this was not the best technology, not that not a great technique. Not that hanging machines hanging platforms. Who knows? Anywho. It's all. messed up. So, John struggled for about ten minutes, like you would imagine someone would uh, act if they were being hung, hanged. And physicians checked his pulse, which was only slightly reduced, and he lived for another 10 minutes before they finally put his dead body into a coffin. The slow and horrific death of McCaffrey that was witnessed by literally thousands of people uh, led Wisconsin to abolish the death penalty and was replaced with life imprisonment. And as I said before, he was the only person executed in the entire state of Wisconsin. Well, think of how much it would suck to be drowned to death. Exactly. And then think, hey, is it that bad? It's like with John Wayne Gacy when, like, they stopped doing uh, lethal injection because they weren't killing him because they weren't giving him enough. They were just, like, making him, making it, like, suck for him. But it's like, is that karma? No. Oh, well, no. I mean, it sucked for him, but they didn't do it on purpose. Well, no, I know they didn't, but but because of that reason, it was really, he suffered. I know. That's like. It's supposed to just be, like, you know, night-nights. And he was like, ow. I don't. (laughs) think it should be night night over for people who store 30 yeah. odd something no gunmen. i don't think they should get just i've heard uh i mean just what they say is that like when you get like gas chamber situation oh it's, it's just night worst. nights no it's not which at one all. is it that's like night nights that like you just drift off no you get shot in the back of your head that's the best that's the best Ga- scenario gas chambers they're you're sitting you over choke. a bucket and they literally like put in the chemicals like they slowly like disperse themselves and you're like eyes bulge out you like, can't breathe like stuff comes out like that blood and everything starts awful. coming out of your nose and mouth yeah a gas chamber is not just night night <laughs> might be <laughs> i don't know dude so no. who's your first wisconsin murderer so his name is walter e ellis he was born June 24th, 1960, which is only two months after Jeffrey Dahmer was born Ooh. in the city of Milwaukee. Not that his birth really matters. I just wanted to point that little fact out. It's No, one of my guys has, has a lot of ties. Um, to Jeffy Dahms? No, to Teddy Buns. Interesting. So he was also known as Milwaukee's Northside Strangler. 
He was responsible for the murders and rapes of seven African-American women and um, between the years of 1986 to 2007. Oh, God. That's goddamn 21 years of That's murder. That's a long reign. And as we will get more into his life, it, it's even, it's it's like 30-something years of just, like, so much crime. Fuck. Yeah. His first murder, which took place on October 10th of 1986, uh, was Deborah Harris. Um, she was 31 at the time. Her body was found in a local river. Uh, a local next... Milwaukee river? Correct. The Probably next... was the Fox River. Maybe. I don't know the rivers in Milwaukee very well. I know one. Cool. Just kidding. That one goes to Green Bay. I'm sorry. So the next murder took place just one day after, on October 11th. He strangled a woman. She was only 19 years old at the time. Her name was uh, Tanya Miller. Her body was found between a house and a garage in a Milwaukee neighborhood. Mm. Poor kid. And so then the next murders wouldn't take place for another nine years. So he had a bit of a cooling off period. Yes. That we in know In 1995, of. on April 24th, Florence McCormick, 28, was strangled, which we'll see is his MO. He's always kind of strangling people to death. He never really goes to, like, stabbing or anything else. That's because he probably wants it to be very intimate and watch the life drain so out of their eyes. Up. She was found in the basement of a vacant home, which we will also see as a huge thing he always does. Ugh, uh, that's workers creepy. found her. They were doing repair work in the house, and the whole house had been boarded up, but there was one broken window, and that's how he got in and out. And then on June 27th, just like two months later, Sheila Ferrer, 37, she was strangled, and she too was found in a vacant home. That's creepy. Yeah. The next murder, again, like two months later, took place on August 30th. Uh, Jessica Payne, she was only 16. Mm. And uh, she was a runaway from South Milwaukee. So her throat was slit. Mm. So police didn't think it had anything to do with it. Yeah, because it wasn't his MO. Correct. And we'll see later how they kind of figured out that maybe it was him, maybe it wasn't him. Okay. And so then the next murder takes place two summers later. Okay. So 1997 now, June 20th, Joyce Mims, who was 41 at the time, was strangled to death. And then building renovators went to a vacant house again to work, and they found her dead body on the second floor of an empty house. Ugh. So that's just what he does. He just goes to, like, empty houses. He, in like, Milwaukee? In Milwaukee, he, like, takes women. They, in everything I've read, were all sex workers. Except for the 16-year-old girl. Yeah. The 16-year-old girl was also the only one who was an African-American. Huh. And that's another reason that they thought he didn't do it. But we'll you, get there. Okay, okay. So now what's weird is that the final murder doesn't happen for 10 fucking years. So the last one was in 1997. This next one happens in 2007. 2007. I mean, and they April... go through a process. Or like... We'll yeah. I'm, well, I mean, so like... On... Sometimes there's the cooling off period. Well, yeah. Okay. That's a big thing. There's the cooling off period. And there's then also, we usually, just don't know. But what's weird is that with most killers, the cooling off period happens more in the beginning where they'll kill someone and then they'll wait a year, like Jeffrey. And then they'll kill someone and then they'll wait like six months. And then they'll kill someone and then maybe they'll wait three months. And it like gets smaller. And then by the end, it's like Ted Bundy, Ted where, Bundy it's like where it's like five girls in one night. Five people in a night, yeah. But this is different. It's like, it's the. They're happening, they're getting longer and longer, the terms of him cooling off, hmm. which is different, and you'll see why. And so, in 2007, on April 27th, um, Witherian is her name, Strokes, who was 28, was, of course, strangled. 
Her body, like most of the others, was found in a vacant, boarded-up home. What what means would he strangle his hands? I think just his hands. Yeah, they didn't really wow, get he too must much have been into the details. As fuck, he was a big dude, really big dude, and yeah. from the pictures I've seen, they were mostly pretty like thin women. They were like little mm-hmm. little girls. Oh, that's horrible. So in the early like times of these murders, because they they had, I think they like coined the nickname the North Side Strangler pretty early on, like in the eighties when he was killing. Yeah, they liked coming up with big flashy names then. Right. And so at this time, Milwaukee Police Department homicide detective Steven Springola, he was like the main person on this case. And he wrote an article for an e-magazine called The Killer in Our Midst, The Chase of Milwaukee's Northside Strangler, which chronicled his investigation of the case. And it was said to be eerily accurate by like all people who read it. But unfortunately, he retired in the time when this whole fucking... 21 year case happened and then he just kind um, of peaced out right no he didn't peace out he retired he probably got old oh he goes okay and so then two detectives gilbert hernandez and kathy hine re-examined dna evidence that wasn't really able to even be found at that time hell yeah linked walter to all of these murders always fucking support cold cases and then so that's the only way that they know that this girl the young 16-year-old, because they did had raped her. Yeah. His DNA was in her. Mm. And so on September 7th, 2009, Ellis was arrested on suspicion of being the notorious serial killer. And he, we find that he, during these, like, crimes, was arrested and in jail 12 times. So uh, they weren't cooling off periods. They were, he was in jail periods. Oh my god! Because of so much shit that he did get caught for, and just, it was just never murder. Yeah. And so he would be in jail for like five years. He'd be in, like half, like he'd be. So I have like a whole. I mean, someone chronicled like this whole thing from like like when he got arrested to like when he killed people and in all of this. And so sometimes he like it wasn't even like he had to just live in a halfway house for a couple of years, so he wasn't murdering people, or he was in jail. And so it didn't, it wasn't like, that's why when you were like, oh, cooling off periods, it's like, exactly. if this guy hadn't been in jail, he would have been killing people. He would have been killing people left and fucking right, like Jeffrey Dahmer and, yeah, you know? It's just so weird. Like, I feel like, I would, would you agree that murder is the ultimate worst crime you could commit? Yes. And the hardest crime to get away with? Um, I don't know about the hardest crime to get away with, but... It's definitely the worst thing you can do. It's definitely... Well, I'm just saying, like, you'd think if he was so good at not being caught for murder, like, what other... What other? What were his charges? Like, what was... Mostly... Well, not only was he... So he was in jail for certain things. He was also just arrested for things, and then it never... Nothing ever came of it. Like, he was arrested for, like, beating his girlfriend several times. Oh. And, like, strangling her almost to death. Uh. So there was that, and then there was also, like... He was dealing a lot of drugs. He was doing a lot of other things. He was trying to, like, move a lot of, like, products, like, I think on state lines, which is bad. And so it's it's a lot of, like, just, like, even just, like, petty theft. But, like, this dude was constantly getting in trouble. Like, in and out, in and out, in and out. That's bonkers. That's crazy. That was a crazy little twist. Well, hang on. I have Muir. Ooh. Um, So Ellis pleaded no contest to mm-hmm. seven murders or intentional homicides, which I guess is different, but I couldn't find where it was different. Um, so we, there's intentional we, homicide and there's seven and then there's murder. So 
murder is homicide. Intentional homicide would mean that you knowingly killed them. Right. Um, and it doesn't really and make that, sense. That it, it's well, different. and that you planned it. Well, because there's well, premeditated murder. So maybe this wasn't pre. So is well, intentional homicide just premeditated murder? People out there who know, let us know. Did you Google it? I didn't. Did look I couldn't it? really find any information that was like it was different. It was just talking about how there was. It just kept being like there's murder and then there's second degree murder, and I was like, that's not what I'm asking. Uh, well, we're going to take a quick break. Here's a word from our sponsors. Do you love the beach but hate water? Then book a vacation with Death Valley Adventures today. Enjoy our complimentary shuttle service in the form of an unmarked white van picking you up at your house, putting a bag over your head, and leaving you in the desert. Death Valley Adventures, where death awaits you. And we're back. Thank you guys so much for sponsoring us. It's really helping us out. So we <laughs> looked up what the different shut up. So we looked up what it was. Um, and it kind of it kind of seems like maybe it's just a Wisconsin thing. Yeah. Well, we looked it up. It immediately said Wisconsin. Yeah. So I think it's so intentional homicide is a felony, and unlike felony murder, intentional homicide is more specific as it focuses on the act in which the crime was committed, the cause of the crime, and the mental stability of the defendant. Yeah. So maybe it was circumstances under which, maybe because they were sex workers, maybe because they were younger. Maybe because he was stable. very unstable. I think there was history of... Um, mental stability. Yeah, mental... There was probably something with illness, that then. definitely, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then there's uh, first-degree intentional homicide, which you receive a mandatory... Sen- oh, yeah, no. These are... The website we found it off is just like, if you or someone you know thinks that you have committed an intentional homicide... Let someone know. Get a defense attorney right now. Get off the computer, you dumb piece of shit. And get wipe, off that computer, you Wipe your history ass. and get a VPN, dim dumb. So anyway, back to Ellis. He was convicted on February 24th, 2011, and was given seven life sentences to be served consecutively without the possibility of parole. And as we know, he obviously wouldn't be up for the death penalty because they don't have that. And nope. he was um, transferred to maximum custody unit in South Dakota State Penitentiary. And then two years later, he died, December 1st, 2013. He died at Sioux Falls, South Dakota Hospital from apparent natural causes, or as I like to say, murder karma. Murder karma. Murder karma. Murder karma gets a that is the fucked up story of Ellis and the poor women that he That sucks. That really sucks. So speaking of things that really suck, my next Wisconsin murderer, murderer is Edward Edwards. Literally has Edward Edwards. Ed, Ed, he yeah Eddie Eds, Eddie Wayne Edwards. So this is the long and craziest story of Eddie Eds. Uh huh. So August 9th, nineteen eighty, Tim Hack and Kelly Drew attended a wedding in Jefferson County in Wisconsin. And they never came home. They were high school sweethearts, only about 19 years old. Five days after the couples went missing, the police found some of Kelly's clothes on the side of the road. They found her underwear, and Mm. they found some rope. And her underwear and clothes 
looked as if they'd been cut off with a knife, and so they suspected that she'd been sexually assaulted. Right. Two months after they'd been missing, two squirrel hunters. It's always hunters who find dead bodies. Because they're the only people who are really, like, just going out, like... Because everyone... Well, because they're... It's hunters and it's runners because it's people who get up early to do things because it usually happens at nighttime. And that is very and they're true. They're the first people hun- up and about. That is true because people go hunting like so early in the morning. Really early in the I morning, I would yeah. never go hunting. Because never. I would, Ever. You have to wake up early and you're probably going to just find a dead body. Oh, it's really fucked up it's, also because animals are like cute and fun. I know. So. And squirrels? I mean, like, fuck these gray Chicago squirrels, but the ones back home in Ottawa are, like, cute. So and, like, cute. Ooh. I love them. Anywho. So, two months after they'd been missing, they had, their remains, uh, Kelly remains were found, and next day, Tim's were found about 70 feet away from where hers had been mm-hmm. in this, like, forest. Kelly had been murdered by strangulation, and Tim had died by being stabbed in the ribs. Yikes. Their case, though, was not solved for 29 years, so during this whole time, and they were just known as the Sweetheart Murders. Um, in 2007, the state of Wisconsin got a cold case grant, and five of the cases picked the Sweetheart Murders was one of them. Uh, they were able to get DNA from Kelly's underwear. It's great that they do that. I know. It's a fucking amazing, and it's so easy. They literally just swab Kelly's underwear. Boom. They have semen. Yeah. Boom. DNA. Right. Hard, like, proof so DNA. Hard, unless they're non-secretors. Well, I will get into that. So, in 2009, the police released the information to the media in hopes that somebody would come forward with information. And April Bellaccio um, is online, and she sees some information about a murder, and she saw a picture of the Concord House. Mm-hmm. This was the reception hall, kind of like a dance hall, yeah. kind of like cave, like the KFC, like, I get you know. You. Um, Jennifer's Garden. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was Jennifer's garden. It was literally a Jennifer's garden. It had a water feature. Yes. <laughs> so <clears throat> anywho, she sees it and she like all these memories come flooding back to her and she's like, I know exactly who kel- killed Kelly and Tim. Whoa. So April was the oldest of five siblings. Her mother's name was Kay Edwards, and the family received the majority of their income from this book Edward Edwards had written in 1972 called The Metamorphosis of a Criminal, The True Life Story of Ed Edwards. He wrote a memoir? He wrote his auto... Yeah, he wrote a biography about how he was in prison for 14 years after robbing a bank and how he had completely changed his life around... And he was a motivational speaker. He made, like, a big celebrity out of himself. You said this was in the 80s? Um, This would have been... No, this was in the 70s. The book came out in 1972, so this was then. So he... uh, Yeah, he was even on, like, some TV shows and, like, game shows, and it's weird. Like, on one... Literally, the game show host is like, will the real Ed Edwards please stand up? (laughs) And he just uh, shut up. I don't know. It was Wait, really funny. Is that pre Slim Shady? Yeah, Morgan. It was nineteen like seventy three. I don't know. Oh. If, yeah. Well, the real that must have been a. Th- I don't know. Maybe it was a thing. Maybe it was. Did that game? statement exist before Slim Shady? I think that was it. Maybe that was a game show. Like maybe you had to guess like who the real person was. That's weird. And then like they all give details, and then they're like, "Will the real Morgan Freeberg please stand up? Please stand up! Please, please stand, stand up. up!" And I'm oh like, "Oh my god, ticka ticka Slim Shady, more something that a, <laughs> something of babies." 
I love Eminem, man. Oh, I fucking love him. Too bad we don't know all the fucking lyrics. <laughs> And we're back. Thank you again for our sponsors. Aeropostle is like literally <laughs> so real. Do they still make Aeropostle? Uh, yeah, no, I saw some, uh, like, I have an Aeropostle tank top that I sometimes wear. That's okay. It's Just like don't tell people. There's like, um, no, I saw like a 40 year old man wearing one it. One time someone, someone weird in Mike's life gave him an Aeropostale gift card and he's like, I'm never going to use this. I think Do you want to use it? Cause I just saw I bought like a pair of undies and it's like a pair top. of undies. Cause you know, the fabric is about as thin as, um, napkins you get at a Chipotle. It's a pretty good tank top. I still have it. Uh, okay. Um, okay. Um, so, uh, during the break, there is, there was a show from, uh, like the 50s, actually it's been on for a really long time, according, apparently it's, was running for like, like 60 years, according to IMDb, and it was called To Tell the Truth, and like, there was a central character you had to guess, so, oh my god, that like changes the whole fucking game on that song for me. Yeah, me too. I thought it was all about that fucking Slim I was Shady. all about the real Slim Shady. Chicka, Chicka Slim sh- Shady. I thought it was all about the real house... <laughs> well, the real housewives of New Jersey... Please stand up. Well, the new- real housewives of New Jersey stop fucking throwing tables at each other. Seriously. <laughs> Honestly, though. So, anyway, back to Eddie Eds. Edward Eventually, Edward. his 15 minutes of fame was over, and he began working as a carpenter, a skill he had picked up in jail. The family moved to a small town, and Edward decided, you know, he wanted to start doing things right. He had five fucking kids. He wanted to be a good dad. He wanted mm-hmm. to be there for them. And he started to befriend and gain the trust of local law enforcement. And sometimes he would just kind of go to bars and sit there and kind of just <clears> listen <throat> to people and would narc on people who were dick. selling drugs what? and talking about burglaries and robberies they'd committed and other illegal shit. And <clears> um, <throat> not fucking cool because stitches, snitches, snitches get, get stitches. stitches, motherfucker. Or in this case, get their house lit on fire. Yo! Because I guess being an informant to the police could give someone enemies... Could give him enemies. Yeah. But uh, after one night, after taking his family to the movies, they literally came home and their house was on fire. That would be the worst. That really is. Could you imagine, like, our home of 20, almost five years? Yeah, no, it's so almost 26 sad. years. Could you imagine our family home of 26 yeah. years? Like, There was a girl I went to high school with and her house burnt down and it's so sad. It's so fucked up. It's really sad. I would be sad. I would be very sad. I would be devastated. So, because the person who... They decided, obviously, it was larceny, and because the person was never caught, Edward moved his family to a different town every six months. April remembers that they had moved to Ohio, and her dad um, had another younger carpenter who had helped him out, Mm -hmm. like, a lot. They worked together a lot. They were, like, good friends. And then one day, he went missing, and that night, Edward moved the family to Florida. Okay. I don't know what it is with serial killers in Florida, man. <laughs> it's hot out there. Get some ready. Yeah. Um, like I said, there's some. There's a lot of similarities between him and Ted Bundy. Another incident April remembers is one night when they were living in Wisconsin. Shout out to Wisconsin. Her dad came home that night with cuts on his nose, and even though they had lived there for a very short period of time, they moved again in the middle of the night to Pennsylvania. 
so weird. So they would just move. In That's the... a state you never think of, unless you're from there. <laughs> I think about Pennsylvania a lot. If I had to think of all the states, I almost never think of the state of Pennsylvania. Wow. I'm sorry. Sorry to all of you Pennsylvania listeners. I think about Phil- the song Philadelphia Freedom maybe every day. Oh, right. Philadelphia is in Pennsylvania. <laughs> Did you forget that Philadelphia was uh-huh. in Pennsylvania? Did you know people couldn't go visit the Liberty Bell when the government was shut down? That's sad. I know. I want to see the Liberty Bell. We can now. It opened up. Want to go? Yeah, let's go right now. Okay, let's bye. Let's do a meet and greet and I'll go. We'll save it. it for our Pennsylvania episode. Yeah. The one where Holly and Morgan go and see the Liberty Bell. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, one night, while his wife was in the hospital because she was recovering from an injury, the he, uh, Edward wanted to cheer the kids up, so he took them on a camping trip. And while they were camping, their house burnt down again. What? So this time, the perpetrators came forward, but it was Edward's three sons who said that their dad had made them do it because he wanted to collect insurance money. Wow. Edward told the police that he was just trying, like, people were after him and that he was just trying to keep his family safe. What? But he was in Princeton, Princeton, it's hard to say Pennsylvania in prison in the same sentence when you've been speaking about. Running from up Wisconsin way, down to no man's land. Sorry we keep taking breaks, but, like, honestly, like, Gilly Hicks is just on our ass. Shut Morgan, up! Morgan just said booberry uh, cereal for the first time. You uh, Shout so out good. to Chicago uh, Dollar Trees. You can get Count Chocula, you can get booberry, and you can get Frankenberry all booberry year is tight. round. I just blew boo Morgan's mind. So anyway, he was in jail for two years. When he was released, April was out of the house. She was off to college. Um, and he, you know, wanted to try to be a good parent again, make it up to his other four children who were still living at home. And uh, while uh, during the 90s, they were living in Ohio and his family had kind of adopted a boy um, that their kids went to high school with. His da- uh, name was Danny uh, Glockner. They couldn't legally adopt him, though, because the judge said he was too old. But Danny legally changed his name to Danny Boy Edwards. Which I think is a very creepy name. Just like Edward? No, Danny Boy. Oh, it's creepy, yeah. Like, full name, Danny Boy. I mean, that's... Oh, wait, that was his actual name? They called him Danny Boy throughout every single thing. That's how they referred to him and everything. I don't, because I think it's weird. His best friend's name is Dan, and he calls him Danny Boy. That's his brother. (laughs) No, his friend Dan. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, but that's Yeah, he also has a brother named Dan. Right, no. Dan's a common name. Who he also calls Danny Boy. But, um, yeah, that's like a term of endearment. Danny Boy! This was literally his legal name. His name was Danny Boy. fucking weird. It is, and it's His name was Danny Boy. Oh, Danny Boy, I'm sorry you met Edward. Oh, Danny Boy. I'm also sorry you had a shitty childhood. Oh, Danny Boy. Yeah, so, anywho, so poor, poor little Danny... Um, Danny decided to go into the military after high school, but right before he was about to ship out to Korea, he broke his ankle. Two days before he was supposed to be medically discharged by the military, though, he went AWOL and he was never seen again. Damn. A year after being missing, Danny Boy's body was found, again by hunters, 
who stumbled upon a shallow grave that was behind a cemetery. They found uh, Danny's body that was so badly decomposed that it took the coroner an entire week just to identify who it was. And he said that he'd been shot uh, in the back of the head and in the stomach. Mm. Or maybe just, I think just in the back of the head. Edwards became obsessed with the murder of Danny Boy and was determined to find out. Because he was like, that was my fucking foster's like adopted son like you don't kill him so flash forward to some time later one night april and all of her siblings there were five of them there were three boys and there were two girls they were all kind of talking about danny boy and his murder because i mean they were all older they hadn't seen each other in a while you know and then Mm -hmm. they were like kind of thinking about other things that had happened during their childhood and they kept being like saying well this kind of thing about dad was off and like there's also some other weird things. So there's five So kids, eventually five during kids, this yeah. conversation, two of the brothers admitted that the one night where their house had been caught on fire the second time, their mother was in the hospital because their dad had stabbed her wow. and they had never told them like, cause they'd been like so freaked out and they, cause they watched, saw it happen. Um, so April is like, that's, fucking not okay right she's like my dad was not a good guy no and she's like even as a kid i was like i think my dad's a bad man like i just think she's like my dad is not a good man yeah especially because she was like how could you make your own children do something like that like burn Burn down your fucking house house down down so that you get money his big thing was collecting on, on insurance policies just lazy it's weird it's just it's stupid and i hate him so she starts digging deeper and deeper into her childhood why did they move so often was her father a murderer she looked at crimes that happened in areas where they were living during the 70s and 80s because that's when they were moving around so much and see if anything matched up with cold cases but she could never find anything but there was one place that she didn't look wisconsin yo she stumbled across a Wisconsin Where the article. evidence is green and it's in the pastures and you see cows and they're going moo moo. And you see little goats and there's some dance on the roof and then you eat some pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. That became a very specific song for L. Johnson's restaurant. That, that well, yeah, no, we just kept going more oop Which is a restaurant in Wisconsin. And we are not sponsored by them. No, but we love Check them. out Al Johnson's Meatballs. It's made out of 100% meat. <laughs> 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 but they, like, got roofs on the, like, roof. It's cool. Yeah, they have goats on their Go- roof. Did and I they, say like, roofs on the roof? You said roofs on the roof. They got goats on their roof. If you know anything about Door County... Listen to our about Door County episode. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we've kind of already done a Wisconsin. Well, there were no murderers. We didn't there were really mostly go into murderers. We went all into Yos. They were all Yos. Okay, so she stumbled across this article in Wisconsin because remember they had put finally, like, um, or did they mention that? Yeah, no, they had finally put out. The media decided to put out. Because they had information, like DNA. Right. And so she found this article, like, and there was a number at the bottom. And um, Yo, it said, calling like... calling your dad out. Yeah. Whatever, he was a snitch. Yeah, and that's, like, the biggest, like, karma. Yeah. To have your own kin on. get snitching on you. So she's looking at it, and she is looking at the Concord House. 
and she that which was the last place that Tim and Kelly were seen alive. Mm-hmm. And then she said it was just like a release of childhood memories coming back to her, including the night her dad came home with cuts on his nose. She remembered her dad saying that he had been in a fight. But later that night, the police came by to question her father about something, and he told the police that he had gotten the cunts from a hunting accident. Interesting. And she was like, okay, so, like, that's kind of, like, why would you lie about that Mm -hmm. kind of a thing? So, also, like I said, he was, oh, I said he was obsessed with Danny Boy's murder. He was also obsessed with these sweetheart murders. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so at the end of the article that April was reading, it had the phone number for Detective Garcia, and it said that if you have any information, call. So she called, and she told him that her dad had committed the murders. Like, like she knew it. Yeah, beyond the shadow of a doubt. It was her, she's like, it was my dad. Whoa. So when Garcia, uh, looked at, like, the Sweetheart Murders file case, he finds that Edward had been interviewed in September of 1981 because he be- had been working... At the Concord House. Wow. At the time. But Edward said that he wasn't there that night. And the interview was the one that happened the night Edward came home with a bloody nose. And within several, like within hours of the interview, they fled the wow. state. Where'd they go? I think that's when they went to Pennsylvania. Interesting. So Detective Garcia starts reading Metamorphosis of a Criminal. Uh, that book, mm-hmm. um, and it's really fucked up. It's yeah. one of the most fucked up things I've read. Like it's worse. Like it's real bad. It's really bad. He, well, it's like bad because he's a bad writer. Well, like yeah. honestly, Manson in my own in his own words is better. But it's in the same vein where you have to kind of like be like, okay, what am I reading that's right. truth? What am I reading that's fake? You know, fake. So he was like, this is a really fucked up book and realized it was hitting all of those serial killer, Mm -hmm. like all the milestones for like a budding criminal, like larceny, the fact that he robbed places, you know, the fact that, um, just, I mean, you'll find out. I talk a little bit more about his childhood later. So I, uh, oh, I mean, I talk about it right now. (laughs) Um, Like I said, I read, um, a little bit of the book. It's really fucking long and he's a narcissist. I mean, his main thing was he wanted to be famous. Mm -hmm. And at that time there wasn't reality TV. There was though. He was on what's the truth or like, well, the real slim shady police. Like really? Yeah. No, that was like early reality TV. So... Edward Edwards was originally born Charles Murray on June 14th, 1933, to Lillian Myers, but it wasn't until he was 16 that he found out that she was actually his mom, and he had been born illegitimately. He had grown up thinking that she was his aunt. Mm-hmm. As a lot of Like Ted Bundy. Or I guess not and, lot, Ted Bundy. And Jack Nicholson. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, but unlike Ted, or Jack Nicholson, I Movie presume, killers. Uh, he couldn't confront his mother because about, like, the situation, because when he was around five years old, she shot herself in the stomach in front Whoa. of him and eventually died in the hospital of septicemia. Whoa. Yeah. So after his mom died, he was adopted by Mary Ethel and Fred Edwards, who renamed him Edward Wayne Edwards. What freaks. I know. Like, your name's Fred and your last name's Edwards. It's like, why would you name him Edwards? Edward. <laughs> It's stupid. It makes me mad. 
It makes so, me mad too. It's like, do you not know any other names? Ugh, yeah. So Mary Ethel, like I'm, eh, I'm not gonna blame Mary Ethel. Poor girl was diagnosed with MS at a very young age. The the mom, the mom. killed herself. Yeah, but like Fredward. <laughs> Fredward. Fredward was an alcoholic. So. Uh, Edward was sent to an orphanage where he would often get in trouble for wetting the bed. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah, it's a big He's flag. quickly filling out the serial killer bingo card. Right. Like, f- passing with flying colors. Peeing the bed. No, uh, mom, that's, mom you find stuff. out, not your mom. Just mom stuff with boys Sister mom, really aunt mom. Yeah, just, yeah. So, to get him to not wet the beds, the nuns at the orphanage first started by giving him a spoonful of salt before he went to sleep every night to dry him up people were so fucking stupid morgan this was in like the 40s he was seven (laughs) so this was like literally 1940 to dry him up up. you know how you can (laughs) that literally is gonna make him produce more saliva in his mouth yeah, I don't know. They were dumb as... Because, yum, salt's good. They're, well, I mean, this is also according to him. Who knows? Maybe they were giving him cocaine. I don't know. Maybe um, was baking soda. Who knows, dude? Um, when that didn't work, they would make him uh, hold his pee sheets. They would, like, make him strip his bed in the morning and hold his sheets while taking an ice-cold shower for an hour. Oh, my God. So when that didn't work, they would make him strip his bed and then go outside t- to the playground where the other kids were playing and would make him yell I'm a bedwetter I wet the bed and everyone would point and laugh at him so fucked up and then she made him wrap his arms around a tree and made the other kids get in the line and take turns kicking him in the butt and when they finished they would just go back to the end of the line and just kept doing it what I know that's like weird in the butt that's like sexual yeah I know bare butt I well like he would get beaten another one I, no, I don't think he was nude. Ugh. I don't know. But, yeah. And then one time, a nun asked him what he wanted to be when he grew up, and he said, Sister, I'm going to be a crook, and I'm going to be a good one. Wow. Yeah. So, this book is literally $400 on Amazon or eBay. Or you can just Google the name and see what you find, is all I'm saying. <sighs> So, if you've read it, um, 400 books, or sorry, books, <laughs> yeah, no, you get 400 books for one book. No, you, it's, yeah, it's so expensive. I don't know if it's because of scarcity, or maybe... It's gotta be. It goes to, like, the victim's families. Oh, maybe. Uh, I mean, it's like, you know, I don't know. Um, but like I said, you kind of have to read it like you read Manson in his own words, because yes, they've done these horrible everyone's things. everyone's read that book. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I talk about it a lot. I th- read that. Do not read Helter Skelter. Don't listen to the prosecutor's point of view. Although you can do what you want. It's your life. Live your life. It's now or never. I am gonna. Okay, Holly. Okay, I'm sorry. Get back on topic. So he eventually left the orphanage. Was adopted by his foster grandmother and basically spent the majority of his childhood and adolescence being a thief and setting things on fire. He joined the military, but then went AWOL and was arrested for driving a stolen vehicle. He was set loose. He married a woman named Linda, but because he held so much resentment towards women because of his birth mother, he hated women and used sex as a means to control them. And one time he thought Linda was looking at another guy and he told her that uh, not to do it again. He beat the shit out of her and he said that if she ever looked at another man again like that, he would cut her head off and shove it up her ass. Wow. Not too long after that, 
I mean, there's other shit in his book. Like, he's a, it's not a good book. He goes to jail for robbing a bank, and he spends in prison, obviously, for 14 years, like I said, and not long after, he marries and, uh, April's mother. So, Garcia, the detective now, who has all this information, is reading this and realizes that Edward talks about beating and raping women, raping underage girls, and has a strong interest in brunettes, also much like Head Bundy, mm-hmm. and also Kelly <clears throat> Drew was a brunette. Okay. So Garcia the first girl, the girl that he, this case that he's working on, right. this cold case, the one, the girl whose underwear they finally got the DNA right, from. Right, 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 right. So we just took a, uh, a little, uh, stroll down. Memory lane. Yes. So Garcia finally finds Edwards in a trailer park in Louisville, Kentucky. It's like 2011 when this happened. Whoa. Yeah. So it was a very long time because they were killed Whoa. in ni- 1980. And let's be real. It seems like he was doing some shady shit in the 70s. Oh, just wait. So they find him there in, like I said, Louisville. He was with his wife and he was 75 <clears> years old <throat> and he was in really shitty health. Like, so wait, this on is an in Wisconsin take. or no? Now he's in Kentucky. Okay. But the murder, the, this dude, Garcia, yeah. is from Wisconsin. Okay. And he's the one who's working on this case now because they were able to open this cold case from the 80s. Right. Um, yes. yes. And, like, it's so it's so nice because, ugh. And, like, thank God he was a fucking thank secretor. Thank God there's not a fucking statute of limitation on murder. Thank yeah, God. Bish. There shouldn't be one on rape either, but thank God no, there isn't one on murder. So, um, during... Uh, an interview while questioning him about the murders, Garcia asks Edwards about the Concord, and he uh, Edwards says that he did some construction work there and that he used to work there. He asked him if he ever hurt his nose while living there, and he said, I've hurt my nose before, but I don't remember all of the mm-hmm. places where I've hurt it. And then he asked him if he ever hunted while living in Wisconsin, and he said no. Fuck yeah. Got him. He said no, and he was even like, "Really? You never like we have some we have great deer hunting up here. Never took advantage of that." And he was like, "Nah, not not for me. No, not for me. Never gonna hunt. Never thinking about killing anything. I'm like a good guy. I'm like a super good guy. Like (laughs) I love people. I love people. Uh, Animals are friends. Animals are friends. (laughs) Yeah." Um, He's like, "I'm in PETA. (laughs) Yes, all PETAs." He's like, "I'd rather go naked than wear fur." Yeah. um, So Garcia then asked Edwards if he would give him some DNA sample like a DNA sample and Edward was like no I'm not gonna give it to you I don't feel comfortable and Garcia's like well actually you have to because we have a DNA search warrant motherfucker boom boom yeah literally slams it down on those little RV tables so it's like give me your hair and give me your cum jerk off no they don't make you jerk off Oh my God! Is that how you think no, they obtain? Oh, it's get, get jerk me. off in this cup. Jerk off onto your hair. Make sure you get a tag. I need the DNA. I need nuclear DNA, not mitochondrial DNA, bitch. No, they use a swab. They swabbed him. They swabbed his mouth. They swabbed his mouth, and the reenactment of it made me want to throw up. Duh. And it was so disgusting. Misophonia is He's real. A... Yucky, yucky, yucky. So Edwards was just like, well, fine, if that's the law, I gotta do it, I guess. So like I said, they swabbed it, and it was found positive to Kelly's Drew's underwear. (gasps) Perfect 100% match. Thank God. So yeah, thank God he's a fucking secretor, dude. dude. If he wasn't a secretor, they wouldn't have been able to get him. 100% match. That is what you want. That's some real secretion. That's some secretion. That's a secretor at their most That's the only... 
good quality about this man is that he, he was, was a, a heavily secretor. <laughs> yep. So finally he was charged with the death of Tim and At Kelly. At what age again? 75. And he Ugh. was like on a oxygen tank. It was real bad. Uh, he had bad diabetes. Um, but he didn't confess, but he was extradited from Kentucky to Wisconsin to be prosecuted. While being interviewed outside the courthouse, Tim's brother told cameras, I want him to face the facts for what he did and rot in hell. Edward's brother? No, Tim's brother. Who's Tim? Tim was the dude who died. It was Tim and Kelly. They were the sweetheart oh, murders. They, his, Tim's brother Tim's said brother, he wants yeah. to rot in hell. Yes. But he couldn't. No. He's a rotten jail. I mean, no. he's in the 70s. No. Listen. So, Edwards, like I said, was really sick. His diabetes was bad. He didn't want to go to jail, so he said, just give me the death penalty. But, like we said before, Wisconsin, Wisconsin doesn't, doesn't have, have the death it. Penalty. So, Edward decided that he was going to take charge of the situation, and he wrote a letter to police in Ohio where the death penalty is lethal injection. Wow. And he, in the letter, he said, once you talk to me and I tell you the details, you'll want to put a needle in my arm. So two detectives quickly got on an airplane and went to, from, oh oh, wait, no, well, maybe they drove really fast. I don't know. How far is Ohio from Wisconsin? You could do a quick flight. It'd be only like a 45 minute flight or something like that. Yeah, it'd be like heaven. Anyways, so they get over to Edwards and he tells them that he's responsible for the deaths of Bill Levanco and Judy Straub. The sweetheart. No, Bill Levanco had been the young carpenter April remembers that always helped working with her dad and while they lived in Ohio. Um, and he right. went missing and then they left. Whoa. Yeah. So Bill was in his twenties and one, uh, day Edward thought he was acting kind of weird towards April. She mm-hmm. was 17 at the time and he was 20. So it's not, it's not like it could no, have been it's not that weird. It's not that weird, but Edward told Bill that if he didn't stop hanging around his kids, he was going to get real hurt and that. And then he was like, you know what, I'm, because this was like from um, an interview. I was Mm -hmm. like a recorded interview. He's like, you know what, I'm just going to kill Bill. And so he went to a bar where Judy and Bill were. And when they left, he followed them. And they were like at makeout point and they Mm -hmm. were like making out or whatever. And Edward comes up to the window with a shotgun. He tells Bill to get out of the car. Zodiac. Dude. Dude. No, just keep listening. (laughs) He told Bill to get out of the car and told Judy to stay inside, but Judy insisted on going because she wanted to help protect Bill. And Bill was like, look, Wayne, because I guess they called him Wayne. I don't know why they, I, I don't mm-hmm. know. And he was like, Wayne, if you want money, there's $500 in Judy's purse. You can just take it. And Edward or Wayne, I guess, was like, you know what you just did? And then shot him right in the fucking head. And then to the interview, he's like, what he did was just tell her who I was. And then he shot Judy in the throat. And she died immediately. Because he said his name. Um, And he thinks that he's going to be sentenced to jail, but he's wrong because the death penalty wasn't on the books in Ohio when he killed Bill and Judy. Whoa. Yep. So he didn't get his way again. So he just rots. No, not done. Stop. So this makes him confess to another murder. Holy shit. Yeah. The murder of his foster son, Danny Boy Edwards. So, wow. which took place in Pennsylvania? Um, no, that was also in Ohio. Oh, why would he do that? Well, the de- it was in, this was in the nineties. The other oh. one, the other one was in the seventies. Oh, yeah. 
So, when Danny was placed in basic training, he was offered an insurance plan, and Edwards convinced him to pay extra for the most maximum benefits, which obviously pays out the most. Mm -hmm. And so, Edward was planning on murdering Danny when he got back from basic training to collect his insurance, but then Danny hurt his ankle, and if you're discharged, regardless of, like, honorably or dishonorably, you don't get the benefits so edward it was edward who convinced danny to go awol and then edwards lured him to the cemetery where they found the shallow grave wow and shot him with a shotgun and he was finally granted his wish to be sentenced to death Mm. because he was uh sentenced to by lethal injection but because his health was so bad he died a month before his scheduled execution Oh, and also, also, he made that's murder karma. A quarter million, quarter of a million dollars when Danny died, and back in the fucking, I mean, even the nineties, that's that's a lot lot of of fucking money. So during an interview, a lot of fucking money now. Yeah. So during one of his final interviews, a woman asked him if he ever offered apologies to any of the families of the victims. And he said, if I felt that bad about it, I wouldn't have done it to start with. Ugh, nasty um, and I got a, all the, a bunch of information from a great little show on investigative discovery called People Magazine Investigates. And it's called My Father the Serial Killer. So Whoa. this is a really weird conspiracy thing with this guy. So, there's this guy named John Cameron, and he thinks that Edwards is linked to several more murders than he was convicted of, Mm -hmm. and he was uh, apparently very uh, well-known for framing other people. Edward Edwards. For his own crimes. Yeah. So, some of the murders he thinks Edwards are linked to are the Zodiac murders. He thinks he's a Zodiac killer because he, uh, some invest, yeah, some investigators have noted that Edward lived in Northern California during each of the Zodiac murders in the late sixties and would have at the time closely matched the Zodiac's description. That Although just brought tears to my eyeballs. Oh my God. Morgan's shook. Whoa, dude. What if? I thought you were going to be like, that's fucking bullshit. No, dude. That seems That's real. crazy. I mean, like he traveled. A lot. Yeah, a lot. He traveled, like, That's kind of like the perfect life for a serial killer, is just constantly traveling. It's crazy that... It'd be better if he didn't have a family. That's what I was... That's what I was thinking. Well, they suppressed it somehow. Yeah, it's crazy how you can do that. Yeah. I'm sorry. I didn't realize that one was going to shake you so bad. These other No, that's amazing. It crutches my eyes because that's amazing. I hope that it's true because that means Zodiac's dead. Yeah, thank God. Um, but who knows? Well, be, and because he also liked writing letters, um, and they compared, I think, some handwriting stuff. Or maybe that was one of the different ones. But he's also apparently linked to the Atlanta child murders. The I've lip, never heard of those. The lip, uh, it, was, it was actually kids, adolescents, and adults. But Weird. it was a bunch of people who died. Um, the lipstick killer murder. The never West, heard of that. Never heard of that. Oh, that's gnarly. Um, it was this uh, lady who died, and um, they found on her wall in lipstick, someone wrote, for heaven's sake, catch me before I kill more. I cannot control myself. Isn't oh, that, that's fucked up. Isn't that fucking scary as shit? I just showed Morgan the picture <laughs> from the up. crime scene. Yeah. He also thinks that he um, is responsible for the West Memphis Three murders. What? 
What? And the murder of Kent Reinhold, in which Ryan Ferguson was wrongfully convicted for. Whoa, Holly. Yeah. Also, the murder of Sam Shepard's wife. Okay. Also, the murder of Adam Walsh. I don't know who that is. John Walsh's son, Adam Walsh, the guy who's on, who created, like, um, America's Most Wanted. Oh, okay. And he had the little boy. Yeah, oh yeah. my and god. And then uh, Oda, Otis O'Toole, or yeah. Otis Toole, like, confessed to it, but, right. like, it definitely wasn't him. The murder of John Benet Ramsey. No. The murder of Chandra Levy. The murder of Lacey Peterson. And. No. The murder of Teresa Hallback. Wait, which one's Teresa Hoback again? That's from Stephen Avery. Oh, fuck, dude. So. Dude, no. That's, no, he's so old no, and like. No, 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 This was in 2005. Oh, fuck. Edwards, was, I don't know. Edwards lived less than an hour away from Avery's towing. Hi, I have goosebumps. When Teresa goosebumps. was murdered. She was a brunette, which was his type. Edward was known to frame people for crimes he committed, especially people who had already committed crimes and were disliked by the police. Yeah. Dude, I am crying. And he's, uh, this guy mentions that the defense implied that the police planted the key. However, that makes little sense because surely the person who had her key would have been the killer and he was known to plant evidence. And that's, and you know how they didn't find the bullet until so much later and the key was there and it had been completely cleaned. Had you never heard about that? About like the dude who like, like the serial killer who like, Morgan is literally in tears right now. That like fucked me up. Yeah. It gave me, like it's, he obviously cannot be responsible for like all of those. No, but but holy shit. Like no way it's John Bentley Ramsey. No way with that. I I, don't think Lacey Peterson, we know. I know. I know it's not Lacey Peterson and I don't know. I mean, he, what Adam Walsh was killed in Florida. You never know. Who knows? I don't, I I truly don't don't know know about, but like, it seemed more though. Like the the thing is, is he mostly killed people who he knew. It seemed like kind of, well, like, that he would get, like, a relationship with, yeah. almost. Well, because, yeah, because, like, a big thing of his was collecting insurance policies. That's very H.H. Holmes. Yeah. So, wow, yeah. That is the fucking crazy, twisty, turny story. Shit, dog. Of, and, yeah. I feel like that should have ended the podcast, because now I don't feel like mine is going to live up to that. That's some crazy fucking shit. Zodiac? Never doubt yourself, girl. You're bringing in Zodiac shit right now? Yeah, no, lots of people think that he is. I mean... Dude. I mean, go to this dude's website, honestly. There's, like, time... There's a timeline. I'll probably it, cry the whole time. It I don't know why up, stuff like that really, makes me cry. I got that way, too. I, I mean, there's a lot of people, obviously, who, like, think it's bullshit, but it gave me the fucking chills when I was yeah. reading it. Well, what really fucking gave me the chills is that they had... Someone had, like, a screen grab of... A scene. Oh, also, someone said that he saw that they had seen him at one of the funerals of the little boys for the West Memphis Three, and he would go to the mur- the like, the funerals of the people he murdered. Yeah. Uh, dude. Yeah. That's he was so a gross. fucked up guy. The West Memphis Three. That's like the most fucked up. Well, and shit ever. I mean, this is kind of like a fucking spoiler alert, but the fact that he is said to be linked with the West Memphis Three and 
the yeah. Emperor Kent uh, Heitholt, I thought that was fucking bonkers. Because we are literally, we're, we were planning on doing that episode. We're going to do an episode for wrongful convictions, and literally Morgan is going to do the West Memphis Three. Yeah. And I'm doing Ryan Ferguson, who was wrongfully convicted of Kevin Heitholt. Yeah. I mean, it's just so fuck. It's just such a fucking bizarre thing to think about. But so yeah. we're gonna do that episode next, yeah. Yeah, I think we should just I because should. I already have a lot of stuff. I I added his dad on Facebook. <laughs> his Anyways, dad's very we'll hot. get more into that later. Okay, so, so that's crazy. Should I get into my my last of Wisconsin? Of course, I, we need to hear that last Wisconsin. We don't want. Who has intense, Holly? Yeah, Ooh, give me a second. I, I have my, to get my. I gave myself the. G- giving you the chills gave me the chills. Honestly, <laughs> you honestly. more than gave me the chills. You gave me the cryies, and Morgan, I'm wearing mascara, so that like means something. Morgan, Morgan got the tear tears. Wisconsin. Speed go, or speed ready. Speed, speed. <laughs> don't you just say speed? I guess. And action. Speed. So my murder takes place October 6th of 2011. So Annette Morales Rodriguez calls 911 and she tells the dispatcher that she has given birth to a baby in her home and it wasn't not breathing. So the medical team came and the baby was already dead. No. Uh, She had blood all over her thighs and she was like really like freaked out because her baby was dead. So during the autopsy, a medical examiner found evidence that the baby had not been the product of a natural birth. Wait. Meaning she didn't, like, come out of her vagina. So, like, someone took her out of her... She was, like, ripped out of the She still had... So what happened was they said that the fetus still had parts of its uterus. Oh, so it had... It was still, like, in its amniotic sac? It had uterus in it, which isn't supposed to happen. No, that's supposed to stay inside. And so they immediately called her and they were like, you need to come here immediately. You're probably not okay. You're probably really fucked up inside. But then the they tested fuck? more and they found out. So wait, out... wait, wait. So she just dropped off her baby? No, like the like the like the people came. Like the ambulance came. Oh. And they just took the baby and she didn't go with? Well, once they were like, It's dead, they oh, you don't go with. Oh, I see what you mean. I see. So it was dead. No, when you they would got go there. I, I don't know. I know. Well There's I mean... not a ton of information about whether she goes or not. Right, okay. Plus like she this is already seeming like, I think I know where no, this is happening. going. Yeah, so, yeah. So, when they do that, they go to the house to search because, well, they figure something's not great is going on. Right. They search the basement and they discover the body of 23-year-old Maritza Ramirez Cruz. Oh, my God. Yeah. She was 40 weeks pregnant. Fuck. Meaning... I- Oh, God. Fully pregnant. No, yeah. I think I may have heard of this, actually. You probably have. So, Annette had attempted to cut the fetus out using an X-Acto knife. Oh, After what? murdering the mother. Oh. So, in court, Annette admitted she kept having miscarriages or faking miscarriages and wanted to be able to give her boyfriend a baby because she already had kids, but she was dating this new guy and he really wanted her to have a baby. So she kept faking pregnancies and saying she was having miscarriages. So then she had this pregnancy that she wasn't, like, saying was a miscarriage. She was just, like, getting more and more pregnant. And uh, so she went to a Hispanic community center, and she met Maritza. And she offered to drive her to her appointment and to a store. And they, like, went to a store together. And like I said, she she was a mother of three, and she was 40 weeks pregnant. Wow. Yeah. So she confessed... 
after luring Maritza to her home, and like she was like letting her go to the bathroom. When she came out of the bathroom, she bashed her in the head with a baseball bat, Whoa. then choked her until she passed out, and then she put duct tape on her eyes and her nose and wrapped a plastic bag around her head. Then, like I said, with an exacto knife, she proceeded to cut Maritza open from hip to hip. No. And pull the stillborn. Because it died when her mom died. Yeah, dumb idiot. When his, sorry, his mom died. It was a boy. His name was going to be Omar. Poor baby. His name was Omar. His name was Omar. So yeah, it's really fucked up. That's he, pretty much like the information. Her defense argued that what she did was reckless, but she wasn't intentionally trying to kill either person. So it wasn't. She was just trying to steal the baby. So wait, what? Wait, is that the one that wasn't? No, that was the other guy that was intentional. Oh my god. Yeah. That is so fucked up. Yeah. I don't know if this... That sounds vaguely familiar. I remember listening to a podcast where this woman, like, literally wrote a book about a bunch of stories like that that had happened to women and basically told... It's so terrifying. And basically said that, like, if you find out you're pregnant, don't post anything on it online. Like, don't let other people know that you're pregnant That's because so there are women scary. like that that are going to try to steal your baby. It's so terrifying. I have chills again. Maybe I'm just really sensitive right now. It's also but... really, really cold in my apartment. But like, we can't have the heat. That, no, but that's like on. the most terrifying thing ever. It's so, and it's just so horrible. Because that's like, you're so vulnerable because you're like trying to protect this thing and then you become like defenseless. Yeah. And... Well, and then like at, so at her rehearing, or not rehearing, because she was obviously charged and with then, first degree murder. And then had her sentencing and trial. And then she had the sentencing trial where they gave her life with no parole. Thank God. When at that trial, her husband, Maritza's husband, was there, and he was, like, talking about her and, like, saying all these, like, lovely things, and she didn't even, like, have any look on her face. She was just, like, like, he whatever. was doing, like, like how the family and yeah. friends are, like, allowed to say things yeah. about them at the sentencing, and she didn't even care that he was, like, being nice to she her. She didn't say anything. She didn't, like, Show speak in any her trial emotion? at all. She didn't, know. Wow, what a piece of shit. And for him to... Yeah... I think that the, like, judge was, like, because of how selfish this act is, like, you have no chance for parole. No. That's disgusting. It's that's so sad. That's the most disgusting, Sorry to take it to such a low place. Yeah, maybe we should have ended with mine. Because yours was just, like, riveting. Mine's just, like, okay. Such a bummer. Well, okay. Um, well, then, uh, let's talk about movies sex baby let's talk about you didn't you want to start talking about a new like a horror movie movie? every episode and you had a good one to talk about yeah well my boss yesterday texted me and he's like there's these uh this like film team and they made this one movie uh it came out in 2012 and it's called resolution and it literally is like the same exact plot to the new evil dead movie like it's Mm -hmm. this dude and he Chains his friend up in a, they say cabin, but it is a house. Mm-hmm. Like there's, I feel like there's a definite distinction. Like a cabin has to be made out of logs, or just wood, like planks. But like you know what I'm, th- you know what like I'm saying? Because like cabins at the camp I went to, they were made out of wood. They weren't. Well, made but out like of logs. I mean, they have to look like a cabin. This was like a house. Yeah. This was like a house you'd see. Like, this was not a cabin. Right. This was not a cabin in the woods, and um, so like all, and then just. He's a drug addict, and so he, like, keeps him there hostage to try to get him clean, and all of this weird shit happens. That's all I'm gonna say. 
because I didn't know anything going into it other than the friend trying to help another friend with a drug addict. Yeah. But it's really fucking good. It's kind it it has a hundred percent on fucking Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. Yeah. Wow. It's really good. Maybe I'll give it a watch. It's really good. I sent you the link. Oh yeah, you did send me the link. I emailed you. You also sent me the Ryan Ferguson thing, which I still haven't had time to watch. That's cool. You should also watch that thing. Yeah. The and or just like I wanna watch every single people's magazine investigative thing now. Yeah. Like, that's fuck. how I feel about I survived. Like I cannot yeah. get enough of it. That's how I feel just about investigative discovery. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I literally feel like it's like I can show you the world, take you wonder it. by wonder, show you murders and kidnappings that'll make you really sad, but it's kind of cool. <laughs> And it's super fun to watch alone. And true crime is misunderstood. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, we like But it. it's kinda good. <laughs> Let's all go to the store. I don't know what I'm singing about <laughs> anymore. Alright, let's stop. Let's, seriously, that was our episode. Yeah. I'm glad we could take it to that place at the end of it. I think that's a nice place. That made it better. That made it great. That was a thing. <laughs> that happened. And so we're signing off. We love you. Facebook. Facebook.com oh, right. slash The Sisters Grim Podcast. Instagram at The Sisters Grim Podcast. Twitter us at The Sisters Grim Pod. Yes. Twitter's like maybe my favorite. I don't know. I'm going to go with Samesies. Yeah, I like Twitter a lot. I really like the community on Twitter. I like our, yeah. Everyone that, like, we follow, like, all of you amazing podcasts that we follow on Twitter. Shout out to all of you. Shout out to all of you. We would say your names, but I forget. I forget my night. own name. Yeah, it's, like, almost two. Just Wait. kidding. It's, like, one, two, three. All right. <laughs> all right. Good night, you guys. We love you. Good night. We love you so much. And that was our Wisconsin episode. I'm going to go eat some cheese. Yummies. I want a grilled cheese sandwich. I can't do the accent. Grilled, <laughs> grilled cheese. <laughs> grilled cheese sandwich, yo. And a Wisconsin hiker with a cue ball head. He's wishing he's home in a Wisconsin bed. But there's 15 feet of snow in the east. Colder than a well digger's ass. And it's colder than a well digger's ass.